Greetings program. Hello and welcome to Tronologically Speaking, a movie-by-minute podcast talking about Disney's 1982 movie Tron. This is Minute 91. I'm your host, Duncan Shields, and joining me today is my trustworthy, dependable, moral weather vane guest co-host, John Burton. Welcome, John. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome, program. Welcome, program. Uh, why don't you, uh, since you're first joining us here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, Duncan and I have been uh, friends for a number of decades now, I think. Yeah, gosh, um, wow. Quite a while. And uh, we've done podcasts together in the past. So uh, this is a little like old times, a little like mm -hmm. new times, uh, mm -hmm. a little like very strange times. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I've worked in IT and high tech for most of my life in one form or another and uh, have been on the internet, uh, as I like to say, since the pre-Webrian days uh, <laughs> when it was all just text. So um yeah, I'm. I was excited when uh, Duncan asked me to uh, participate in this uh, in the show because uh, Tron is definitely one of the the things that I remember as the early early days of. Wait, there's more to computers than lines of text. There might be something bigger in there, maybe. So uh, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely been one of those how I envision the uh, you know whatever you want to call it cyberspace the the whole thing all of it. So uh, it's it's been um, yeah. I've I've been working with and around computers my whole life. Um, I uh, started out at like five or six, sitting on my mom's knee at Queen's University in Ontario, playing the original adventure game called Colossal Cave, and uh, pretty much never was looked it, back. Uh, was that like a text, like a text-based game, like Oregon Trail kind of thing? Or it was, was the original like... text-based. Uh, even 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 less graphics. Uh, fewer graphics, less, less <laughs> graphics than uh, Oregon Trail because I think I think they had some ASCII art built into that one. Um, That's right. I'm yeah. talking about the you were standing at the end of a path with a, uh, you know, with a small uh, stream running alongside it. And there's a mailbox next to you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, the, pure the, text. The original pure text uh, cave games. So awesome. Yeah, that's me. That's uh, you know, and um, yeah, I, haven't, I don't play games as much anymore. But uh, no. No, but I, Me I like to watch who's got, them. Who's got the time? <laughs> who's got the time? Whenever I see someone's like over eighty hours of gameplay, I'm like, that's nice. Yeah, yay. That's nice. <laughs> so for I'll, them. I'll 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 still steer clear of that one then. Yeah. Although I have been, I I do like, like once a year, like re last few months, I've been doing Breath of the Wild, and mm, I nice. really got into Horizon Zero Dawn, and so there's like a, a once once at like once a year, I think I really I dive into like a game that has a lot of depth to it. Yeah, I I uh, I'm sure you've covered this elsewhere, but have have you guys talked about any of the iterations of the video games for Tron? We've talked about we we we've touched on it. We haven't yeah. done a deep dive on it because I know that like the one fact that we've touched on is that the the game made more than the movie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about the, right. The, the arcade game made more than the movie, which is sort of like twenty percent at a time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> one of the first few inklings I think of the like. I mean, at that point, the video game industry was in pretty, pretty high, pretty high, uh, pretty high gear. But people were still not understanding the actual amount of money that they were bringing in. Like, yeah, yeah. What was the guy? That was that story of the guy who made the, like his his job was to install the first few pong games. Yeah, and he uh, he would there was a bucket on the inside collecting the quarters, and he was collecting like close to eight hundred bucks a week from each machine <laughs> yeah and he installed like eight machines at different laundromats around towns or something and the owners of each laundromat was like wow you must be making like 
over a hundred bucks a month off those things. <laughs> and they're like, like oh, he's like, yes, over. Yes, I, that is, that is factually accurate. You know, like, so people weren't, people weren't, yeah, people weren't understanding it. The, the fact that this made more money than the movie, I think had a lot of people, because the movie didn't do well, but no. it's not like it bombed. No. And the video game was popular, but it wasn't like, way popular yeah you know so it's like yeah so it was <laughs> yeah. just kind of like wow that's that's saying something so we've talked about that we've talked about the different levels how they're represented in the game but we mm-hmm. haven't gone uh, too deep on it okay all right I was just curious do you uh do you remember the i mean when someone comes on for the first time i like to ask them do you remember the first time that you saw tron yeah i do uh i saw it in a movie theater because i'm that old okay me too <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know, gather around children i'll tell you in the days of the theater <laughs> in the um, before times in, before yes, the now now before the now now uh, before the pocky clips um <laughs> yeah i i saw it in a in a uh middle of summer i believe um yeah and uh it was really hot i was in vernon uh, okay. British Columbia, and uh, it was one of those visiting family and friends of family and stuff. And uh, I, I went with somebody who uh, was like a year younger than I am, and I, I don't think she was at all interested. And I uh, in in the movie, she was just kind of yeah, whatever. It's a Disney movie. You guys go have fun. <laughs> and yeah, I think, I think she, like most of us, was pretty baffled by most of it i think yeah Um, yeah a lot of it didn't make sense i mean on a on a recent rewatch over the you know since you invited me onto this i was like yeah when was the last time i watched tron i I realized there are parts of it that i don't remember at all there are parts of it oh really i'm like what was this who's this guy oh wild yeah you know and it was sort of those moments where i'm like did I just like phase out for 10 minutes? Like, did I go buy popcorn? <laughs> what happened? You know, do, uh, why don't I remember this part? And it was because I had sort of nothing in the plot to connect it to. There wasn't really yeah. anything that I was like, yes, this makes sense. This is the next thing we need to do. And also wasn't harkened back to in any of the other uh, products that came out of the yeah. the original IP. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they were sort of, yeah, remember this part? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that part of the movie. Okay, right. And and there were also, uh, you know, so I, I remember watching it in a, what seemed to me like a half empty theater, sitting next to somebody who I was like, you don't understand. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you know, there, there's that, that one space movie from, from a couple of years ago. That was really cool. But this, this is like, this is computer stuff, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, it felt very futuristic, um, you know, and and uh, it wasn't until years later that somebody pointed out, you know, that whole movie was filmed in black and white. It was like it. What? No, it's color. It's color all over the place. Goes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. added that later. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I guess so. <laughs> you're like, that can't be. And then you're like, oh, well, no, that checks out. That does make sense. It's like, yes, the super futuristic movie was black and white. <laughs> yeah, isn't that wild? And and we don't. You know, it seems like it was so vivid and vibrant, and yes, it was. But that was all later. It was yeah, filmed with a Lumiere camera. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? And some of it was you know hand painted. Yeah, <laughs> the stuff that were yeah. like super cool cyberspacey you know visual effects. It's just like yeah, they just painted over top of it. It's something that uh, <laughs> a lot of the animators, um, one of the main guys, John Van Vliet, was always kind of angry about because he'd see like on the cover of like computer pc weekly or something like that <laughs> and it was a shot of the 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 bike transformation scene oh yeah and they were like 
you know, the CG in this film was incredible. And he was like, guys, I did that by hand. I stayed up till (laughs) five in the morning with a paintbrush. (laughs) You know, this is all, that's a hundred percent. Like there's actually only about 13 minutes of pure CG in the film. Yeah. Or something like that. More than that, but uh, like 16 minutes or something yeah. like that. But the, the rest of it's just Disney artists hard at work. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, the other thing that, that really struck me even then was the idea of, um, you know, that there were components of this this computer world that you could interact with in what seemed like conversational ways, but yeah. were not really. You know, yeah. like the, the, the bit in... in uh, you know, in, in the resurrection of the recognizer, you know, mm-hmm. that, that when the bit shows up and it's like, oh, you're a bit. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Is that the only thing you can say? No. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then instead of just explaining these really fundamental, very simple uh, computer things to, you know, in terms and, and the idea that, um, that there's a lot of stuff in there that around the same time, you know, if you watch like uh, CBC's Bits and Bytes or, you know, children's programming or, or even not children's programming, science programming, where they were talking about here are how computers work and here's where you type in a command and you have to hit enter to say over to you, computer. You have to right. let it know I'm done with my command now and now it's going to go and do a thing. That kind of explanations, those were happening on like science programs. And here was this movie explaining that back and forth right that yeah yeah you, when you did a thing it made a thing happen and it wasn't going to do anything unless you told it to yeah you know, those sorts of ideas um that were uh I, I don't think it had ever been explored in any movie that i had seen at the age of no. whatever it was 12 or 13 um, yeah yeah you know it, it hadn't it hadn't been explained to me like that and no. i i certainly understood some of that stuff but i it, it wasn't part of my understanding of how uh, the whole thing worked you know, I know yeah. if I typed in go north, the game would go north and then come back to me. But it, I hadn't occurred to what was happening underneath the program. Yeah. We, so. uh, I, I remember with you talking about scenes you don't remember that happened to me when I watched uh, Beyond Thunderdome yeah. again not too long ago. Sure. I didn't, I didn't remember any of the parts with the kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it's I remember Tina Turner. I yep. remember Thunderdome. I remember all that stuff. Yeah. And then when he goes off into the, the desert and he's like got his giant paper mache head on or whatever, I'm like, huh, oh, I don't remember this part. Yeah. And then the kids and Captain Walker and the poxy clips and the now now and then yeah. and I'm like you how the French long language is this radio. Movie? I'm yeah, like, this is like half the movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, well, and in I the don't end... remember any of this. And then, I, but I remember the train track chase, and the, yep. and the, I remember the finish, and I remember the first like half. But that whole there's like a, a, a uh, like a, a middle third there that I was like, whoa. And it's the meat of this, like the narrative meat of the movie. And oh, I, yeah. I didn't, it's I how, didn't, it's I how you know the movie is over, too. Right? Yeah. The, the, the right? children are saved and they're all piled yeah. into the plane and away they go. What were some of the scenes in, in Tron that you were like, what? Um, do, you, like, do you remember specifically with some of the ones that you were like, I don't I don't remember this? Well, I think one of the, the pieces of it, like some of the strangers sort of uh, – you know, how, how is this supposed to be working right now uh, yeah. from, from a perspective of what is going on in the story would be like, uh, you know, when, when Flynn would like talk, would, would walk up to and interact with other programs who right. were, were not people, right? That, right? that there was no, there was no person there and they were just kind of on autopilot, you know, and, and they were just performing their task, but their task was fairly small and his confusion with, with those 
I, I remember sort of this feels familiar, but I don't remember this scene, you know, like yeah. where, where he would talk to someone and, you know, they would interact or, um, the, the whole thing of like the drinking water, right? Yeah. The, the, the replenishment and it lighting them back up again and them having power again and, you know, sort of bringing them back a little, uh, that stuff like it seems like such a fundamental mechanic in any game that we play you know it's yeah. like, oh, you're low on this you need to get it back you know you're you're low on mana you're low on health you're low on whatever you got to figure out how to get that back and it seems like such a core thing in in any kind of game right you're you're yeah you're tired now you're burnt uh you need to get whatever it is and but when I was watching the scene, I was like, I don't remember them doing this, and him like reaching huh. out and touching the walls and the walls lighting up too, and him being able to flip it from red to blue, and you know those kinds of things that I, I there there were moments, and it's it's one of those, it's like it had become so uh, absorbed and processed in my mind that the individual scenes didn't really mean anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't succinct moments it yeah. was that's just how it all works yeah you have this big sort of milieu collage gestalt in your head mm -hmm. that's just like the idea of it the, yeah the, and, and, the, and the idea that the scene with the you know when they're in the the sail the light sail or whatever it's called yeah the, you yeah know, being solar able, the solar sailor yeah. solar sailor uh, being able to go from one path to the other being able to to jump threads like that um yeah. again i I understand that stuff uh, from from a technical perspective of the kinds of things I do in my work, and and sometimes there's times where someone will be explaining some uh, some security vulnerability in a extremely technical piece of software, and they're talking about you know buffer overruns and how you can get a command you know by by interacting with a program that you are supposed to be interacting with and one that you're allowed to talk to you can you can overflow it by giving it way more information in a format that it doesn't want and go yeah. past that program and start talking to a different program somewhere else because you found it in memory and you can like you know i can rattle at you for five minutes straight about something but the last 30 seconds of it are actually going to go to the person standing behind you and i'm right. not even talking to you anymore because you're overwhelmed now <laughs> yeah yeah and, and that sort of idea of I can jump streams. I can do something I'm not supposed to be doing. I can, I can, you know, privilege escalation is what came to mind when I was rewatching that. And that's a really okay. fundamental security breach tactic that I come in as a standard user. I'm only allowed to do standard user things. I have to uh, abide by the rules of the system. But if I can do something that gives me greater privilege, then I'm already in the system. And now I'm accepted at, by the system's rules as I'm somebody with more rights than I should have. Right. And I mean, those are really stock standard, white paper, boring. This is how to protect your instance of Firefox from something weird happening. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm watching it in the movie. <laughs> you know? This, yeah, yeah. I want him in the game until he dies playing. And suddenly you end up face to face with, you know, these, the the bad guys that you were like, they were trying to stop me by making me play by their game, you know, play their rules, uh, play, yeah. play the game by their rules. And, and I refuse to do that. I'm going to literally break through walls. I'm going to drive around and I'm going to outrun the tanks. I'm going to do all these different things in order to gain access to places and things I shouldn't have access to. And yeah, again, it just feels like that. 
you know, fundamental things that I just, yeah, I get that. But when I'm watching them on screen, I'm like, oh yeah, no, he literally physically did that with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten yeah. that stuff. So yeah, there's a, there's a, like a poetry to some of that kind of language. I remember somebody talked in some, one of the um, programmers in mm -hmm. one of the games that I worked on talked about how they had overloaded the allocated memory pools <laughs> yeah. or something. And I was like, that's beautiful. I don't know what that means, but I love that. Yeah. Well, because the imagery is there. Yeah. You the imagery is all there. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you could, you could represent it visually. Yeah. Um, and so often even, yeah. the jargon doesn't sound like anything until, you know, when somebody gives you some like three or four letter acronym about what that is and what it does. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, why is it called that? That's weird. But when I say, you know, we've got dead zombie children floating in the pool. Yeah. People are like, wow, that's pretty vivid. You're like, <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's so, really evocative. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely puts an image in your head. And you're like, so let me know whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing. And they're like, that sounds like a bad thing. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, oh, well, your XPMCs are four, uh, you know, four layers deep off the, uh, the side chain. So we better fix that. And they're like, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's like or dead zombie know, children floating in the pool. They're like, yeah. oh, geez. <laughs> Do yeah, something about like, that right now. Like, you've got a flower burst over here in this quadrant. You're like, oh, nice. That's you're like, cute. No, that's very. No, it's uh, no, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it should should they have called it flower burst? Then? Because yeah, that's, exactly. you call it something way worse. <laughs> that sounds great. Like, <laughs> I think I want that. <laughs> yeah, but zombie children is like no ambiguity nope, there. All that's like, very bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, let's get into the um, the last the minute. minute. The minute proper, the last minute of the actual film. Yep. So let's see what happens in this minute. Well, this is the, the last minute proper before the credits. Dillinger takes the news that his career is over and the MCP is dead. And we get a time-lapse crossfade to Flynn, now running NCOM, as Dr. Laura Baines and Alan Bradley meet him up on the helicopter landing pad. After that, we get the, the last of the shots that I like to call the implications. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, sure. the the minute starts with a close-up of the information on Dillinger's desk saying the same thing as Flynn's printout on the computer after his adventure. It's uh, NCOM MX 16923 user 01768925, 6AM, information video game program, Space Paranoids, annexed 922 by E. Dillinger, original program written by K. Flynn. This information, priority one, end of line and much dun, like dun, the, dun. the much like the printout from the computer terminal down in the laser bay which yep. i i don't know if you know this is an actual laser bay at lawrence livermore laboratory this wasn't a set oh cool they, they just filmed inside this like like way above presidential security <laughs> clearance place that's still open today right next door to the brainstorm department right yeah exactly exactly <laughs> christopher walken's right. down the hall like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah, next yeah they, these guys have got level six access the brainstorm people have level two access <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. like yeah it's all yeah totally they're just another division of the lawrence livermore labs yeah uh but this this printout seems pretty far from actual proof like yeah. the, the, the so so i one can only assume that there are things happening behind the scenes that maybe priority one is like a reply, a reply all to the entire company at all levels or something that something like either this is proof in and of itself or it'll start the end game investigation that will like only have one ending or something i don't know yeah i i was thinking about that uh you know rewatching that scene a couple of times and sort of well, what are the implications and I'm, I'm thinking you know the idea that if the mcp has been defeated then um you know it, it is uh, at its core something about um 
you know, the idea of there's the one person who is in charge. Yeah. You know, it's the, I think of it as the, 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 um, you know, the master vampire, right? You take out the, you take out the, right. You take out the first one and all of their minions die. Yeah. Right. And what we, what we don't get, uh, you know, but, but I guess is assumed is that the assumption that everything after that it's dominoes now. Right. That, yeah. That once that pops up and it's got Flynn's name on it saying, you know, nope, I wrote the original program and Dillinger just added stuff to it. Right. He annexed it and said, well, that's right. Um, you know, that that whole idea of of recovery and being able to put back what it was originally. Right. And who 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 first wrote to it, who first created the file, who was there first, um, because that's fundamentally the the uh the the untruth that has been put forward right so yeah Dillinger's like yeah i did that it's me i did it and Flynn's yeah like, well hold on you know i made i made those games first how come i'm you know living in my crappy apartment and, yeah you know, yeah i'm good at these games because i wrote them <laughs> you know yeah they are, they are mine um and the uh the whole I, I find it interesting that uh you know dillinger seeing that on his you know the amazing desk that everybody has wanted <laughs> you know but of course, ever since yeah ever since then and and i you know i was looking at that a couple of times and thinking that is so glossy there's no way you can work on that thing for sure and <laughs> it's so shiny and, you'd have to be and, so dark in the room and and only if he was like hanging above it impossible mission style would it actually make any sense to have it pointed straight up like that it should only yeah. be tilted you know and raised like all the yeah. er- all the ergonomics people in my in the back of my head are all like oh that's definitely very bad for your neck to work on yeah that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and there's a huge uh, there's a huge lag on the touch sensitive keys too at the beginning <laughs> of the film he's like rattling off stuff on the keyboard but it's like tick 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 on the on the display screen that was one of the problems they ran into when actually filming these scenes it's not even gonna look like he's doing anything but also keeping the reflections off of the 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 glossy like the keep the the keep keep the keep the room will well lit with the camera crew but have like but no (laughs) but no reflections on this uh giant mirror in the bottom in the the middle of the set right so yeah i uh i grabbed one of the frames out of uh the reverse angle when they you know you you get the here's the here's the screen here's what it says right because dillinger doesn't say anything right no he just just looks at it and and it's one of those you know at 12 sure i could read that but i remember thinking you know i wonder how many little kids would have caught what this says or what it meant other than he just knows he's beat. But I mean, you know, all the kids who can't read that well are have just watched the MCP die, so they know. <laughs> it's okay. Well, but yeah. And then yeah. It, it does the reverse angle. And um, I, I did like a, I, I did the full on CSI enhance. You know, <laughs> enhance. I, gra- I grabbed one frame from that yeah. and flipped it over and tried to see what it said because it didn't have just that same message on it anymore. And yeah. um, the screen, I'm sure somebody somewhere has like a, you know, a Blu-ray, super, super high def where they actually could read it. But the format of it looks like, um, like directory listings. Um, uh, yeah. You know, the old sort of CPM style uh, where it would give you the, or, or you know, DOS if, you, if you're more familiar with those, but it would list out here's, here's the, uh, you know, the timestamps and those kinds of things. And I figured that would be yeah. the, the, the next step of the proof right that who wrote to the file and when and it would show oh, okay. you know flynn well yeah originally is the creator of the file and then flynn editing and then dillinger taking over the rights to it on this date you know and so yeah it would show that not only did flynn do it but that dillinger stole it 
Yeah, like in the in the screenplay in the book, there's a there's a more detailed list that's not quite like the one that you see on his uh, his desk in the reverse shot there. That's mm-hmm. like obviously more complicated. I like what you're saying is that somehow that's like the next page. Yeah, and as and they say, here are the receipts. It, it, you know? Yeah, it's it's switched in the in the meantime in between shots. So as he sits down, it's not a it's because I always took it to be an editing error. Like the insert is plainly different than the wide shot because it's like, like the the insert is different than the um than the wide shot. Then I thought that was just an editing error. But I like this idea that that's just like page two. Yeah, exactly. Like, the priority is, this is... one. This one comes through saying here's the yeah. proof, and then here's the report. Yeah, here's the rest yeah. of it, and here are the details. And yeah. like you say, if that's being broadcast to every terminal in the company, yeah, they're all going to see it too. And what's funny is, you know, it, when this movie came out, yes, the internet existed, but it wasn't something that we, uh, you know, normal people walking around in the street really uh, interacted with or thought about. But what occurred to me was, okay, so this this information's on Dillinger's desk. Where else is it? And yeah, is anybody going to care? Like, will will the money people know? Oh, we should stop sending the residual checks to Dillinger. <laughs> you know, like he's still yeah. in charge of the company in that moment. You know, and but then the next, you know, the next shot is literally, you know, here, here's the top of the building and Flynn's in charge. Yeah. Now. Well, I just I sort of think that there's to me anyway an implied one year later yeah. in that in that crossfade, right? For like sure. I. There was a, we were talking back in minute 13, we were musing about what's the unluckiest thing that can happen in this movie. And one of the ideas they came up with was that uh, Clue finds the file that he's reckoning, rec- looking for in, yeah. the, in the in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Because he, if he finds it, then there's no movie. Yeah, exactly. it, it, oh, here it is. If, if he finds it, then it's just a, a, a courtroom drama about like... Yes, IP no, copy, copyright issues or something like that. It's a, it's a whole different you can film. Clearly, see here from the access logs that Flynn was writing to the file four hours before Dillinger took it over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I got it. Gripping, gripping I got stuff. It. And yeah, right uh, so that's the that I think that's the movie that happens in this crossfade is that is that litigation of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the courts. I also, uh, I, I didn't go back to see if I could find it elsewhere, but if there was a parallel for that helicopter landing on the roof, if there was any sort of a Dillinger arriving scene, you know, yeah. the, the bad guys showing up in this very methodical, very, uh, you know, I, I assumed everything would have exactly 90 degree angles across everything, you know, that it would all sure. be this very serious, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this, this very serious uh, arrival in a limousine that would stop and sit there for a full two seconds before anybody opened a door, you know, those kinds of things uh, versus this final shot where that, that helicopter comes in hot, man. That oh, angle, boy. That, that is some, that is some uh, that's grand a, theft auto. Yeah, that's don't, don't really know how to fly this thing <laughs> maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm, and I'm watching the, the other two standing on the rooftop and I'm like, Okay, I don't see anybody else standing at the top of those stairs, and that helicopter is coming in pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, they're swinging around, and it's one of those like that would be a horrifying ending to this movie. <laughs> if, this yeah. thing, if they don't stick the landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yay, guys, we won the. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, everybody's well. Dead. They yeah, they come up like a dolphin breaching or something. It's just like <laughs> whoosh, just comes flying up over the side of the building. I'm exactly, like, and then it, it's a it's an unbroken shot. To yeah. them, like landing and uh, and Flynn getting out. So I'm like, Jeff Bridges was in, in that, that helicopter, helicopter. Yeah. you know, pulling a blue thunder up the up the side <laughs> of the building there. And I'm, 
Yeah. I wonder how many takes it was. It was like, could you guys calm down? <laughs> <laughs> he gets out and falls down. <laughs> falls yeah. out of the helicopter. He's like, that was, okay, I'm scared. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, forgets his lines entirely. Just, just get, <laughs> opens the door and goes, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah baby. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna, Movie. I'm going to. I'm go, get, get, go, get. We'll go get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, the the exaltation, the joy of the we did it, you know. Yeah. Um, and the the whole uh greetings program from him, you know, to his yeah. friends again, uh that that uh Well it's it interesting. Off. Like there's an interesting uh we can, well, okay, we can come back a little bit to the final shot of David Warner. Um but like, why would he say greetings programs to people to them because they weren't in there? No. So this is this they is don't okay. Know. Well, there's a <laughs> there's a whole thing here where it's like, well, okay, we can talk about the beginning of this shot. We get it. We get this. We get the crossfade to Alan Bradley and Doctor Lord Baines looking over a railing on the top of the Encom Building's helipad. Alan's rocking this brown blazer, brown shirt, brown <laughs> pants, and cowboy boots. Like, I know this is an 80s film, but man, Alan yeah, is still... He's leaning he's, into it. He's leaning into that. Well, it's but it's also like, it's that, it's that uh, like, what do you call it? Overlap, right? Yeah, Where it's yeah. like, the 70s lasted until 84, right? And so, and he's he's proven that. But uh, Dr. Laura Beans has really leaned hard into casual Friday the other way or <laughs> dress-up Friday. Like she doesn't have jeans and a blazer anymore no, no. or a lab cut. She's got this whole new ensemble. It's this tight cashmere three-quarter sleeve uh, <laughs> top with like a purple elastic around the waist. Yeah, and her hair Very is recently t- curled until the helicopter Re- shows up and blows it all over the place. <laughs> and just ruins it. My perm. Oh, my God. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> And this is like a new Dr. Laura Baines. This is like a, one we haven't seen before, like this uh, sh- shampoo commercial. And I, <laughs> and I and I wonder if this is how she looks now that she's accepted her life with Alan yeah. uh, or now that she has money and like where is Dr. Walter Gibbs? Like yeah. part of me really hopes that uh, – I sort of hope that maybe Alan and Dr. Laura Gibbs – I mean, sorry, Dr. Laura Baines and Flynn are in a, a triad. Yeah, right. There you, you go. Know, they've got some sort yeah. of polyamorous thing going on. Sure. Or, uh, like she's getting, <laughs> now she's getting what she needs from both of them romantically. Yeah, that's right. And, He's uh, out and, jet setting and, and, and zooming around the, the world. And, uh, yeah. you know, but, but, uh, she, she's, she can also do that, but she's calling the shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She, and she, she called also... him to the building. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be, yeah. Awesome. I like it. I she's like, like that. Get idea. over here. We, get, we need to have a meeting about this stuff. I hope up. she's getting, uh, she's getting, money from the patents on the literal transporter that she invented with <laughs> exactly. at the beginning of the film Dr. Walter yeah. Gibbs. Yeah, about that. <laughs> so about anyway, that. this uh this this uh, digitizing laser thing we have. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so here's a weird thing it does. It's <laughs> a weird thing it does. We uh we hooked it up to the mainframe for the game systems. Why'd you do that? Uh, we were just testing something, and um, <laughs> you know, we just needed the extra processing power, so we hooked up the teleporting machine to the game system. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> I'm sorry. You 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 did what? <laughs> Why did you do that? Well, we just you know it seemed like how do how do we know it works? Otherwise, uh, yeah. I also like the idea that that somewhere in in the tron in the cyberspace of it in the the other world in the upside down world whatever you want to call it um i don't know if it ever actually got a name for where they were 
other than, mm-hmm. you know, inside. Well, the that, grid, I think. That there should be an orange somewhere. Oh, well, the, see, the thing, did, there did is they a resolve shot. that? Like, the, yeah, the there's a shot. There. The orange gets reconstituted. They brought but it, it back. Yeah, they brought they bring it back, but it's off screen. Okay, but I, I like the idea of it, sh- of it showing up in the grid, and you know, a couple <laughs> people sort of the hell's that? Yeah, <laughs> and looking at it for a second, and uh, that's but that's bit weird. Who are you, <laughs> bit? Who are you really? <laughs> I was the orange the whole time. <laughs> the, it's me, peels off a mask. <laughs> da, da, da. It's the orange. old man orange. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, but one of the things about this shot is that it's happening during the day because this is the yes, same that's right. red red neon helicopter that uh, uh, that the motif of the glowing red that, that Dillinger came in in the beginning of the film. This is the same helicopter. And they didn't flip right. it to blue at the end. They didn't flip it to that blue. That would have been but nice. It's, but you it's know, happening to be during, like, you know what? This helicopter really needs cool. to be blue. Let's detail <laughs> it. But it happens during the day, so... Yeah, uh, it's kind of like that. Like it's blue sky. It's during the day, so the red isn't shining anymore. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all new. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if if you've ever uh, you know popped the side off your own computer, you know, back in the day when people had towers and it wasn't all laptops and and consoles, yeah. Um, yeah. when you look around in there, I mean, absolutely, uh, you know, the the fade off into the city. Um, that that is what it all looks like i mean you know that the structure yeah. of it and where everything goes and how it works and the the downtown core and the business district you look at most major cities and and next you know side by side with a a fairly complex piece of hardware and, and you can see all of that like it yeah and there's there's roads for everything and it's all connected somehow yeah like what was that uh that movie koyana scotsy yeah for sure like there's these there's these shots of like aerial views of cities mm-hmm all these shots of like aerial views of cities, but then they start flipping in micro shots of circuit boards. Yep. And, uh, and people on escalators like, versus ants, you know, rushing around. Yeah. All those the, sorts of things too. What's cool about the city circuit board stuff is you can't tell immediately. No, no. You're like, is that, was that a, was that a, a circuit board? You yeah. know, like you're like, yeah. wait, but that, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Which is, you know, cause some of them you're like, I can't quite. And those lights zipping around in the sky. They they were airplanes, but yeah, now they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really dig that, and and it's. I mean, we we've seen it a number of times since, you know. But yeah, I I do feel like that was the first time that was done because the idea of there are computers in the world wasn't really a big thing that you saw in movies yet. No, you know, it wasn't. And, I mean, it wasn't the core of a of a plot yet that there were yeah. computers. Yeah, <laughs> also, and I really I thought there would be more by now. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can sort of off the top of my head call up about, you know, there's a reboot television series. There's a sequel to Tron. There was that, uh, uh, there's a couple other movies, like hackers, I guess. It's like, mm-hmm. there's sort yeah. of like a, a couple other movies out there, which are sort of about computer espionage, but this whole thing about going inside the computer, mm-hmm. this, I really thought there would be more now than there has been so i'm I'm, you know but i'm I'm, it's cool to see the ones that have tried definitely yeah for sure and and the idea i mean uh you know through throughout my career but also before i was working full-time working in it and working with computers um when when the internet started to become a thing uh before you know email was really 
what we understand it to be today, just standard conversation back and forth, you know, uh, instant messaging, all those kinds of things. There were ways to, to, and I, I'm using air quotes here, but to go places and do things that yeah. were not in front of you. Yeah. You know, that were somewhere else were happening in some other place. And, and, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the original kind of, uh, idea of the grid, cyberspace, the matrix, all these different things where there's something happening somewhere else. Um, yeah. When I was talking to friends and family in the early nineties, when I was just, you know, uh, an over caffeinated kid with ADHD talking about, you know, how, uh, email security and, and encryption was going to be a really big deal in the future because, you know, you're having to send this information around, bouncing it between computers that you can't trust. So you don't know whether or not somebody else is looking at it. And mm -hmm. people are sort of like, well, that seems awfully paranoid of you. Would you like less coffee? You know, uh, <laughs> you know yeah. that, that uh, but the thing that in my mind was uh, that, that does go back a generation before, which was when you're having a phone conversation, just, you know, and again, I'm old enough that I remember when there were only landlines. Yes. <laughs> Nobody had cell phones yet. Um, yeah. But uh, that where does that conversation happen? If I'm sitting in my house and you're sitting in your house, where is the conversation? Where are you? Right? Yeah. And that you can close your eyes and have that conversation with somebody and it's happening in some third place. Right. And that, I think Tron is the first movie that I was aware of where uh, it was it was a technical, there's certainly been movies and plays and stories about, you know, the characters meeting somewhere else. Some, you know, the, the, the fairy world, the, you know, they're, they're meeting on the rainbow bridge there, you know, sure, whatever, sure. you know, in amongst the gods or something and it's, it's somewhere yeah. else. And, um, the, the idea that those phone conversations, those internet requests, those things that are happening are happening in some other place. And I, uh, I, I feel like, again, I absorbed that and processed it as a kid around that age around sort of like the 10 to 13 you know kind of yeah yeah there's things happening that are not where i am but i'm somehow part of it and taking you know taking a a, a little piece of this or, or reading about it or something and understanding that it's it's out there somewhere yeah um, but it's not here and if i you know somebody said put a pin in this map for where that is happening it's like well the computer that we're on is somewhere in california um, but the person I'm talking to is in the Netherlands, uh, mm -hmm. and we're chatting back and forth and I'm sitting in my house in Burnaby. And so yeah. in Canada. And, and so where, where does, where does that conversation happen? I mean, it, it's somewhere in the middle. It's, yeah. I mean, like there's, this, there's a reason why they call it ethernet, right? Yeah. It's, it's ether. It's, it's not anywhere. It's like that scene in, uh, heat, I think that really small scene in heat where they go, he goes to visit, uh, some tech guy who's out mm. in the middle of the Los Angeles boonies in a shack. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's Tom Noonan who played the bad guy in Manhunter and was like a, a dream stalker in the X-Files, a super tall, creepy face guy that you'd, you'd know if you saw him. Yeah. And, uh, but he's like overweight and he's in a wheelchair and he's like the, the, the tech God that they go to for mm. like, they want to get some, some stuff like, yeah. so how I, do you I know a guy if someone asks him like where, where does this where do you get all the all the sort of classified information and he's he does this little short monologue about like it's in the air man it's yeah. in the ether <laughs> exactly. i just put out i just put out my antenna 
and yeah. I just I just pull it in, you know, just and he's stupid. like, yep. he has the, he has the, like, the, he's like breaking it down. He's got the tech to do it. It's very complicated what he's doing, but he's like, it's just around you right now, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. You just got to find a way to sift it out. And I guess before telephones, it was the radio, right? And before sure. radio, it was, yeah. it yeah. was, it was the telegraph, right? And the mm-hmm. idea was that however strong your signal was, that's how far your message could go. But then yeah. you had to have somebody who could relay it. You know, and take that message and amplify it. And I mean, that yeah. was a, a big part of the, you know, the scene uh, with with Flynn. You know, trying to trying to, where they're trying to get their their disc into the beam, right? Yeah. If we, if we can yeah. get to the I/O, if we can get to that port, and yeah. get our message onto their broadcast, right? On the broadcast tower, yeah. Yeah, and it's not. It's sort of there's the the pirate radio version of it, which is we're going to build our own towers, and you know, mm-hmm. we're going to have a range of like four blocks. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. can do whatever we, whatever we want. And they can't catch us. And then there's, or we could hijack the signal that the biggest station in town is using. Yeah, <laughs> get it out over, to everybody. Take over NBC or whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll hit their tower. Right. We don't have to build the infrastructure from scratch. We don't have to reject their system. Let's just use it against them. Right. It's yeah. already being broadcast. And you know the the whole uh, Dillinger doing the oh no, you know here it is. I'm seeing it. Um, that that is using the the uh sort of despot like what i say goes you know what's in the system is the truth and yeah because yeah. it's there i own this product because because it says i did and so you know when when flynn and and his uh cohort are able to flip that message by his own design dillinger has now defeated himself right? yeah by saying yeah well what's what's on the screen is the truth and, yeah, and you can't argue with it now because he's been telling everybody, well, you know, what it says is the truth, and now, now it says something else. So, yeah, what's he gonna say to that? Right. I like that this uh, in the final shot that we have of Dillinger looking all small and alone behind his yeah. massive desk. Um, that there's uh, behind him, the dawn is breaking over the city skyline, and yeah. the sky is the exact same of purple to pink gradient that was in the grid when Tron, Yori, and Dumont were looking at the IO towers turning blue. That's right. In the in the last shot of those characters on the grid, so that's like yeah. There, there's some there's some lovely stuff done with color. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's some some very interesting consider as we said, you know, at the at the top of the of the episode here, uh, at the top of the minute, that the idea that. Uh, you know, for a film in black and white, that so much had to be done after, right? Uh, like that, that, so much. Like that's like the understatement of the decade. Yeah, like, that it was all later. The stuff the yeah. actors were doing all had to be told later in color and sound. I mean, that's another huge yeah. part of this movie uh, on the rewatch that I definitely was was aware of was like, that was the other thing when I was a little kid watching this in the movie theater was uh the 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 music just the audio i mean some of those things are just burned into my my nervous system as yeah you know exciting and amplifying like like if you want to if you want to wake me up in the morning i i don't need a little ringing bell and an alarm clock like you make the noise of the of the light cycles yeah doing the you know like you yeah. get that that hum and i'm like yeah baby <laughs> Let's there go. Let's go do something. Let's do it. Let's do it. Or, or the the helicopter. You know the chop of the recognizers and, and they're weird. You know, yeah, they're deep and sort of boomy sounds and stuff. And yeah, and it just fills you with dread. You know, it's like, yeah. oh no, here they come. And uh, you know, that's Frank uh, Frank Seraphine there. He really 
Yeah. And uh, Minkler. Minkler, they both did a great job. And the sound design and the music and all those things together just c- combine. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. That, that that is the other, as in so many movies, that's the, the other thing that you forget about if it's done right. You forget it's there. Yeah. And then, and then you know, you do something like you turn the sound off, you just hit mute, and you're like, yeah, this is still cool, but I'm out now. You know, I yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not part of this, but you, you turn it, you know, turn turn the sound back on, you turn it up, and suddenly, I'm, you're right there again. You know, yeah, it's, it's uh, absolutely part of the the world, and and um, you know, it was I think one of the the tracks in the credits is called something like '90s theme. Yeah, that's one of the sounds. That's one of the songs that one of the um, songs that, that Journey did. There's two songs that Journey did. One was Only Solutions, and one was '90s theme. Yeah, um, th- that idea of future music you know well that's the thing like because i see the 90s theme and I, it took me a second before i was like oh it's a oh, remake wait, or, this, a this came out in 82 yeah exactly so what? 90s theme they're like in the 90s 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 they're like they're trying <laughs> this is they're like this is music from the future i'm like oh oh that changes everything that yeah. changes everything yeah for sure and and this was i mean it, when this movie came out uh electronica was not a term yet no right that wasn't a thing it was still they, they there was still the section in the record store where there was actual records uh there was the section in the record store that was called uh often either keyboard music or electronic keyboard music that was sometimes uh experimental experimental or avant-garde like that little the weird bucket in the back of the strange things that had you know tamita jean-michel jarre and vangelis and you know yeah laurie anderson and had, had these people that were sort of yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they're, you know, uh, Philip Glass was back there. Eno, you know, all these people yeah. that, that became just huge uh, beasts of of the industry and of the idea of of music that incorporated and embraced machines. Yeah, that were not a thing yet. You know, no. that were that just didn't exist. And and so when this movie came out, that was another big part of it was that the the sound was also pretty alien. Like, yeah, there were there were recognizable strings in there, but there were also a whole bunch of unrecognizable sounds. Yeah. Things that people didn't know what that was. And pretty discordant in places, yeah, uh, but in a way sure. that was totally on purpose, which I was like, I've always really appreciated. Mm-hmm. I've really, the themes to this song, I mean, the, the, the songs in this, in this movie, the themes to this movie, I think are, are, are absolutely beautiful. I just, I just mm-hmm. can't get enough of them. That's yeah. the, that's the thing about this film is it's like, the music and the visuals are just as important as the as the as the story. Like the mm-hmm. the setting is is something that you have to nail if you ever want to create it again. Which I think they did a really good job of in in Legacy. Yep. There's a couple couple last things I want to touch on here. Sure. Uh, just uh, just a shout out, a final shout out to David Warner. His last shot here when he he sits down and he's looking. He's done. He did triple duty as Sark Dillinger and the MCP. Mm-hmm. Um, he's staring at the monitor when he gets the news and his face is like betraying nothing, but his silence speaks volumes kind of thing. Absolutely. And when he, when he sits down, it's almost a flop, yeah. but he, re- he relaxes into his chair and in resignation and defeat, but it's subtle. He doesn't put his head in his hands or anything. It's no. just a slow sit down. And that's, it's, it's great physical acting and the lighting on his face makes it look like he might be sad, but his face doesn't actually move that much. It's just the barest change to suggest that he's, sadder now and it's it's great because even after all this the shenanigans he's pulled i still managed to feel just a small pang of sympathy for him (laughs) even though he would have been right at home on the set of american psycho this uh (laughs) it's like yeah still 
you know. Uh, and and that 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 sit down, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I I I'm not going to go check. Maybe somebody else will, but I I have the impression. I mean, he, he was always being shown as tall, and there were times where he was absolutely physically larger. Yeah. Than, than his, the people he was he was dealing with, but it, he was always standing, right? It yeah. Feels like he was he was up and you know battle ready, you know, sort of. The, yeah. The, the angularity of his of his uh, uh, of his the way he looked of his costume design of yeah. his character design was very sort of uh you know shogun warrior kind of these these yeah. big headgear and big shoulder pads you know but everything else was sort of brought in tight you know for for motion and stuff but this idea that him finally sitting down you know this, this guy in a suit realizing that yeah. he's lost and sitting down in his beautiful corner office with the view of the entire city and no other towers anywhere near him Mm -hmm. that it being over because you know he he has he has lost and accepts that you know yeah like yeah you talk about the the court case that might have gone on for the next year i'm sure he didn't have a lot to say no i'm sure he he didn't have much he's like yeah yeah, Uh uh-huh yeah i know yeah <laughs> you're right you win talk, talk to my lawyer yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> one uh one little detail that i liked was uh when they're waiting for flynn on the top of the tower mm. uh you can see that alan is wearing a calculator watch <laughs> the, the casio with the buttons yeah. on it yeah proper yeah. casio right? full on and yeah. which which at that time i mean you know it, it's not like uh rolex spotting or anything but when no. that was happening you know, Radio Shack pre the source days, uh, Radio Shack was still an industry giant and uh, we're, we're yeah. only going to get bigger after that. But that was a big part of the kinds of things that they were selling was this, you know, you could have this thing on your wrist that could do all this other stuff than tell time, you know? And yeah, there was uh, that there's power a Casio. In there. Yeah. There was a Casio model called the Data Bank that had calculator functions, but also stored appointments and names and addresses and phone numbers. Yeah. Yeah, Casio had a whole line of uh, personal information managers, I believe they yeah. were all called, the PIMs. And they ended up with like little folding. It, like you look at them now and and the, the the thing they were trying to do so far outreached the, the hardware and capacity that they had. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you could do it now. And what's funny is we're looking at, you know, phones that are coming out that are dual screens that you unfold like a little tiny laptop or something. And yeah, physical keyboard is on one side and the screen is on the other sort of thing. Um, With the Casios, they were absolutely trying to do that, you know, pushing into Mm -hmm. the, but but it took another decade for them to get there. But it started with, here's this thing on my wrist. What else can it do? Yeah. Yeah. The the actual watch that tells me the time and has an alarm. Um, it's barely ticking over literally um you know it's not it's not doing anything it's not working hard we have a battery in there we've got this extra power here's this screen we could put more things on the screen what else can it do yeah and uh you know that him wearing something like that it's uh you know in, in the matrix when when neo takes out that nokia phone and slides it up and the keyboard is exposed and i remember in the audience like yeah it was a product placement that was you know, really uh, blatant, but at the same yeah. time, most of the audience in that scene went, oh, "Cool phone," and then, yeah, he dro- right? and then he drops it. You're like, "Oh no, cool phone!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that here's this technology that exists in the world that not everybody has? That we all have that moment of, 
cool watch, man. Like these yeah. guys must be awesome. Well, and of course he Flynn's has in one, a helicopter. Right? Like, oh, check it out. You yeah. Know? How cool is his life now? You know, because yeah. he won. <laughs> and then his his suit, like he's kind of an anti Dillinger. He's got this like lighter suit with a with a black shirt that's like undone with no tie. Yeah. And he's kind of doing this I don't know, this this ain't your grandfather's NCOM kind of look, you yeah, know, to We're him, a new is, company. A new company. But there's something there's two there's two there's two things. Well, I don't think here's something to talk about. I don't think Flynn is CEO material. No. No, no. He's your idea guy. Thing. Like running a dodgy but packed arcade in the bad part of town because sure. he's got his game stolen, like is not the same as running a multinational conglomerate. Like, no, not like at you all. were saying, there's like, like even Doctor Walter Gibbs, one of the Encom's founders, doesn't want the job. No, <laughs> you know, like, no, they're like, I don't want to do that. You this need someone like, want. like Anthony Hopkins in Westworld or something. You don't need like <laughs> a, a young hotshot because like, I don't think Flynn can be in charge of lasers and national security. No, because he, like he would definitely the brainstorm end up tele- division. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he would definitely teleport the brainstorm. Uh, device somewhere else on the planet by accident yeah just to see like what i think <laughs> maybe he's just the leader of the video game division like yeah. dillinger wasn't like i sort of also kind of wonder if dillinger was it mm. you know or if he was uh part of the top council yeah and there's another person above him or something because with yeah. all these different divisions and the huge number of things that ncom seems to be working on mm-hmm. um you know Maybe maybe Flynn's just in charge of the of the video game uh, division or something because I think that I can really see Flynn having a bummer of a time almost immediately. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, rolling his eyes and spinning around in his chair during meetings. This is going to be so like, much fun. On. Oh my gosh, another meeting. Uh, Why do I have to know, meet like, with the board again? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I don't like I and also I think in the real world I think Dillinger would get a, a spanking mm-hmm. and pay a fine. Yep. But after a lengthy court case, Flynn would get a huge settlement that would set him up to yep. let him become the dude in time, perhaps, or something. Yeah. You know, puttering around and spending money for the rest of his life. But I don't know about the CEO of Encom. I don't know if that's quite up his. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or that. Uh, I mean, that was one of the things that occurred to me, too, was uh, was Flynn so good at these games because he wrote them? Yeah. And if Dillinger had made even one game. Would he have been able to meet Flynn on, you know, uh, even ground? You know, oh, it's like now, a... now we're going to play my game. Great, right? idea. this is one you have not seen. And yeah, Flynn having yeah. that moment of like, oh right, uh, I'm you know I'm such a rock star at this because because it, it's mine. I'm on yeah, I'm on yeah. home turf here, baby. You know, yeah, I yeah. know how to rock this. And then they're like, well, what happens if you don't know how to rock this? What it, what happens if, you know, you manage to punch through that wall? Uh, it, with the light bikes and go flying off a cliff because you didn't know that was the end of it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> yeah, we moved. Uh, <laughs> we moved the arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's now at the outside edge. You know. We, yeah, we installed some stuff so you can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, the rule is you instantly derez if you re- leave the arena. <laughs> That's, yeah, we haven't I marked you. It. We haven't marked you with a win, so you don't get to leave the arena. <laughs> so no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, another thing is uh, like when he says greetings programs to them. There's mm-hmm. two things that I noticed is that Flynn is all gusty, gussied up. Sure. Uh, Dr. Laura Baines is all gussied up. Yeah. Alan is not. No. Yeah. Like, I, think, I, imagine, I think Alan's I imagine, the guy who's like, and now I got to run this thing somehow. And they're all, I think they're all, hopefully, I mean, I imagine they're getting lots more money or they're sure. in charge of their separate divisions or something like that. But, you know, Alan's like this 
lawful good paladin who's like, <laughs> what use do I have for clothes that, you know, like all the clothes I have have not worn out yet. So why would I buy new clothes? <laughs> yeah. These these also keep me warm from the elements, like yeah. the clothes that you're wearing. You know, like, why do I? So yeah. I, I, he's this, yeah, he's this, uh, he's this straight, straight arrow. Or, or like, that he's been the same guy the whole time. Yeah, you know that that he 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 was always it didn't change him much. He didn't. he's the dependable rock. Like he's the yeah. one. What matters to him is the, like freedom of information or whatever, and everything else can can. That's right. He's is abstract to him, and it's like that with Tron in the in the in the grid as well. Like mm-hmm. anytime he's presented with something new, he's like, huh. Well, anyway, as I was saying about taking down <laughs> exactly. the MCP, like he doesn't. You that's know. weird how you can do that. Let's go back to our main task. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's his whole. That's his whole you deal. Didn't so. Notice that he's able to like just break through walls literally and and you know change the rules. Yeah, and uh, and that's sort of what that's what uh, in the novelization they talk about. Like that's the, that's mm-hmm. why Doctor Laura Baines is 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 torn. Yeah, right. Because Alan is this really dependable guy, right, and like unshakable. Yeah. But boring, you know, <laughs> and like Flynn is this, yeah, you know, Rockstar, Arrested Development, great time, fifteen-year-old yeah. in a in a in a thirty-year-old's body <laughs> who's like uh, just so much fun, yeah, right. But like, but not exactly. But you're you gonna know, get depend- stood up dependable. at the restaurant when you're waiting for dinner, you know? Yeah, because you're sitting there waiting for like, the shop. You'd be like, oh, I oh, forgot that was today, you know? Like, so <laughs> I was I was just like five minutes. I got this thing. I found a puppy. Yeah. You know, like, whatever. The other thing uh, that I was wondering is that maybe he says greeting programs because in the ensuing year that's happened since the end of the film, maybe the three of them have been taking regular trips into the computer. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This was spending decades in there that only last weeks out here. So maybe they're all 200 subjective years older now, <laughs> even though a few years have passed or something. Yeah. They, they've all gone like, uh, you know, Stephen King's The Jaunt, super insane, but they've been there for way too long. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. just like, nothing really matters. Like, <laughs> they, you know. they keep, they keep uh, you know, hurting themselves by trying to reach through stuff that you can't reach through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smacking your yeah. head on the wall because you forget that you've got clipping turned on in the real world. Yeah. They get uh, cheat code IRL, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. It's so, um, the the uh, the other thing is that sort of idea of uh, if you've been interacting with people who you know it's it's the the Wizard of Oz Auntie M you know and you were there and you were there kind of thing that moment of like right these yeah. were those people right because because yeah. you see them in a couple scenes at the beginning and then you sort of go into this other world and I I don't know that when I watched it in the theater at twelve I don't know that I got that those people were the same well, yeah. people very common thing with the co-hosts that i've had on this that show they were just like that oh that's they were like, that guy oh. re-watching it later they were like oh those are the same people like especially because <laughs> you don't see cindy morgan again until like halfway through the film that's right and, and right? she's kind of and you've forgotten all about her. her yeah and she's yeah. like a zombie when you meet her she's got the hockey helmet her yep. her like farrah fawcett hair is gone her glasses are gone you know and you're like and she's not acting like she knows him no, it's, she, it's she's like, not like, oh, hey, Flynn. <laughs> but even even Tron, like people were yeah. like, oh, that's the same guy. And it's like, yeah, wow. You just you take away glasses and yeah. add a hockey helmet and uh, and put them in black and white. You know, like it's understandable, especially yeah. for like a 12 year old or whatever. Well, and I remember, I mean, you know, to, to stick a, a pin in it for for Wizard of Oz. I remember the first time seeing Wizard of Oz and being like at the end when she's she's saying, you know, you were there and you were there. And I'm like, they were? What? And then, oh yeah, that was, <laughs> those were the people, and we're like, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you look at the you look listening at to their voices together. later and like hearing the voices and going, oh yeah, that was totally the same person. Okay, I oh, get that's it. I get the guy. It now. That's the yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, you're the Iron Man. Oh, you're the Tin Man. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. Whereas before, and, and the other thing was that uh, you know around that same time was when uh, was when I got my first computer. I remember the like seeing the you know that it's Tron as an electron, but Tron is also a uh, uh, um. Command trace line, on or, yeah, yeah, trace on. So, yeah. and the idea of here are all these uh, variables that you want to track, right? You want yeah. to keep track of what line we're on in the program. Where are we? What's going on? And that was something else that struck me on the rewatch and, and talking about you know this final scene that um, that if the trace is on, then mm-hmm. there's a record of what's happening, right? And that it's also the idea of keeping track of what's going on and not just believing whatever the MCP tells you, right? Okay. Like, I, today I've declared it as Thursday and everybody's like, okay. And then tomorrow, today I have declared that today is Thursday and everybody goes, okay. But if you've yeah. got that trace, you're able to say, you know, if somebody says to you, what day is it? It's not the MPC, you know, MCP said it was Thursday. It's, mm. it appears to be Thursday, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that, that they have their own their own record of what's going on. They're not waiting okay. for Flynn to tell them what's happening. Cause that was the other thing was sort of the, from a, to- a storytelling perspective, Flynn, he asks a few questions, but doesn't really get a lot of answers back. Right. Yeah. He asks sort of what's going on and who's that guy. And what do you mean? You know, where are we? And how, or even how does like this just, work? just offhand, like when he's walking through that red light district or whatever, he's like, Ooh, a lot of live ones here. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, okay. I guess, I guess that's that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, nobody's like, yeah, that's true. Or, or what do you mean? It's not even a yeah. conversation. It's just like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I, I mean the, in the nineties when the web did start to show up, um, that was, uh, one of the big things it's like, okay, this internet thing, you know, this, this whole worldwide web might actually be something was when playboy showed up. Right. I mean, it's one of those things that, uh, it, it, that idea of the, of when there's other things going on that are not business products, that's when society starts to see that, oh, this is also something that's happening out there. Yeah. Right? People are using it for that too. Right. Yeah. And it happened with, you know, VHS when, when videotapes became a thing, it was like, oh, yeah, well, people still want to go to the movies, though. It's like, yeah, but maybe there's some movies people want to watch at home. And they're like, yeah. oh, oh, you know, yeah, oh, okay. by themselves, they're by themselves, you know don't want to sit in a theater somewhere <laughs> where there's other people. They're like, oh, oh, wait, yeah, I guess oh, wait so. A wait a minute, yeah, that's. A, I bet you could charge more for those because nobody wants to admit to buying them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> but the uh, it it sort of. And, and I mean, Blade Runner certainly had that, you know, as well, yeah. that they, they leaned into a little more in, in the second movie, but the idea that these things are out there. Yeah. Too, right. That, that, that moves the technology forward. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, given how many, uh, you know, back to, back to the world of, of, you know, with Flynn and, and his friends that the fact that the cohort that the movie, you know, the, the good guys that, that a third of them are women. Um, mm-hmm. is not reflected in the real world of technology, unfortunately. You know, yeah. That 
that it, it does sort of feel kind of closed off. And it's like, no, no, we're, we got this. You know, don't worry, pretty lady. Well, You're not interested in this icky computer stuff. We're going to do it. Even, it's even like, yeah, like we've here? talked a lot. We've talked a lot about that. What I've always, I've really, the, two, the three, there's a bunch of things that I really appreciate about how they treated her character in the film. And one is that in the beginning, um, she's in charge. And she's the one that knows Dr. Walter Gibbs. She's the That's one right. that knows uh, Flynn. She's the one that knows Alan. She's the one that brings them all together. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who says, I'll drive. Let's yeah. go back there right now. She's the one who's like, we can do this. Yeah. And then uh, she gets a little zombified when she's inside the computer, which is too bad. But yeah. at the same time, even though she's wearing like a ridiculously tight costume, there's no like cheesecake shots. No. Yeah. Right. There's no like she has to crawl down an access tunnel or something like that. Like it's all just yeah, it's nothing gratuitous. That's just it's that's just what skin. people are wearing. Yeah. It's just their skin, right? Yeah. So everybody looks uh, like that. Everybody's walking kinda, around yeah. in spandex. Well, not spandex, but everybody's walking around in this weird gray neoprene stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, I had to go into the novelization to get that her name was Doctor Laura Baines. Yeah. See. <laughs> in the in the script in the movie, she's just Laura, and I'm like, she co-created the transporter. Yeah, you know, like this is not. She's not nobody. Yeah, but Flynn made so some this, video games. <laughs> she yeah, made a right? transporter. Yeah. So, <coughs> but to go over the differences between the, I like to finish off by going over the screen, the differences between the screenplay and the novel. Mm-hmm. In the the novel, it's pretty much the same, except that Dillinger Dillinger comes out of his luxury private suite adjoining his office like mm. a, like an ensuite thing because he like didn't a, have the energy for a helicopter ride and limo ride home <laughs> i guess not yeah uh and in the novel that portion of the encom tower is called an airy which is the word for like a, a bird nest for a bird of prey right so i thought that was kind of a a, a cool way like they didn't just call it a penthouse they called no. it an airy it's the airy yeah the, it's the it's the eagle's yeah. nest yeah yeah it's the, the mountain uh, top that you had to fly to because i mean there, there's also the whole you know uh anytime in business whenever you've got multiple floors of a company yeah you, you never find the executives on the bottom floor no never no they you know and and they'll say until they're blue in the face oh no that doesn't matter there's no upstairs downstairs you know it's yeah it, it doesn't really mean anything it's like yeah but you're the one on the top floor every yeah, time but you're the one yeah, yeah you don't i don't see you offering to move down to the 17th from the 20th i don't see it yeah. happening <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, a little bit of dialogue when he gets out of the helicopter where Alan says that Dillinger wants to talk and that it's all been a mistake. Uh, oh. But Flynn but Flynn says, no, I can't. That would taint NCOM's image. I'm tired. <laughs> and so... Oh, right, taint like, NCOM's uh, image. Yeah, it's like, I can't talk to that, uh, you know, excommunicate, that, that, that persona non grata. That, right. It's you know, I can't be mistake. seen with him because of the scandal kind of thing. Right. And then, but there's also uh, like a, a, a beautiful little denouement epilogue moment here with the solar sailor cruising along the game sea all through the revivified domains. And But Tron's got his arm around Yori mm-hmm. cruising along on the top deck and Bit is zipping around both of them. Right. Uh, <laughs> above the, the now free system, I suppose you'd have like red tanks turning blue and sure. red programs going, hey, I'm blue again, you yeah, know, or, or whatever, yeah. which is, which is just, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, that's the, uh, uh, again, uh, from, from The Wiz, not The Wizard of Oz, but The Wiz, where yeah. everybody working in the sweatshop turns into all the glowing, beautiful people and the can you feel it, you know, like the, the <laughs> world is different, right? And you've can got you a sunrise and, and everything is, is going to be okay now. Right, yeah. which which was not, um, you know, you, you sort of in the film you knew you knew the bad guy was dead, 
He knew yeah. that the boss guy in the real world had been defeated, but yeah. he didn't know what happened after that. Yeah. Right. And and I, I'm sure this was uh, done in the days before there, everything was assumed was going to be a three-part you know, there, there, oh, there yeah. three of them. This was, and, and as you said, it, uh, it didn't do that well in the box office. You know, yeah. it did okay, but it wasn't like, this is amazing. We want five no. more movies of this. It and didn't do what they hoped for. That's took for them 30 sure. plus years to do the next one. Yep. And I hope it doesn't take them 30 years to do another one. <laughs> I want more. Yeah. But this, uh, this, what's fascinating is the screenplay is totally different. Yeah. Uh, he rips out, the Flynn rips out his printer and goes upstairs to Alan's office uh, where Laura is, and Alan's like, Flynn, I worked out some new codes for Tron, and it's running. And Flynn says, yeah, I know, I met him. And they're like, <laughs> what? Wait. You know? Yeah. And then he corrects himself, saying that, oh, I, I, I mean, I read it in the printout, and uh, and shows him the printout. And then they notice that all the details are there. Dillinger's instructions are there, even his home phone number. Oh, wow. And they've, they've, they've got the goods as they leave. And right. then as they leave, the camera pans over to the monitor of the computer, and we can see like a blue MCP-looking shape with three yellow rockets. Mm-hmm. And the rockets all zig and zag before heading towards the MCP shape, and then they explode the blue MCP shape and head off the screen. And I suppose that's representing the end battle but as it was represented on the screen or something. Yeah. And then we can sort of hear Alan, Laura, and, and Dr. Laura Baines and Flynn talk in what I think is a much more realistic turn of events. Flynn brags about how much he can sue NCOM for. Right, yeah. While Laura, Laura and Alan are like, don't forget us when you're rich. Yeah. And uh, Flynn says that they'll probably both be running NCOM before too long after Dil- Dillinger leaves. And Flynn says he's going to sell his video games on the cheap to whoever wants them and then get out of the video games industry entirely and get into some real life. Philanthropy of some sort, I guess. Uh, Philanthropy, (laughs) yes. More more real, man. Eventually, again, leading him to become the dude in The Big Lebowski. (laughs) That's all one continuum. Like the alternate read on the scene that's in the movie that I thought of is that Alan was being sarcastic when he called Flynn the boss. Right. And then it's actually Laura and Alan who are running things, and they just sent the company helicopter to pick up Flynn for the lunch hour. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Come, Come in have for a lunch. lunch with us. We'll show know? you some stuff, and then and you can go be a, a millionaire again. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> Flynn showing up for an interview or something. Like. Yeah. And then being like, I'm sorry, you just don't. <laughs> I don't think you'd be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much bad but blood with the other staff you. here. Really good to see you, though. I, really I, good I to hope see you're doing well. I wish you all the best <laughs> in future endeavors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that takes us up to the end of Minute 91. Wow, yeah. this is, I think, maybe the longest episode we've had so far. But we've got, uh, 92, we've got 92 and 93 to go. Do you want to come back for those guys? Yeah, for sure. So this is, this is credits, or is this the, the, city, the city fade uh, and then it's credits? The city, the city fade and then credits is in, uh, in 92. Yeah. So, so we I, can I talk, think, we talk a lot about the city fade, because yeah, that's something that's... I think we already did that, yeah. We, talked, we touched on it a little bit, but the, mm-hmm. the, the implications of the city fade are, are pretty, pretty important to me. Yeah. For sure, but uh, so do you have a like a, a a web presence or something that you want to steer people towards? Do I for myself? Yeah, uh, not really. Not frankly, really. <laughs> I used okay. to uh, back in the day. I you know yeah. I used to blog and make music and stuff. But uh, yeah, you know life gets in the way and, and uh, it sure you know, does. I'm in kids and cats yeah. and everything else that happens. So no time, uh, no time. But uh, you know I'm I'm around. <laughs> people can find Good. me. 
Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, check out more at tronologicallyspeaking.com. Drop us a line on Twitter at tronologicallyspeaking or send us an email at tronologicallyspeaking at gmail.com or join us on Facebook at the Tronologically Speaking Minute by Minute listeners page. Uh, you can also find us on many of your uh, wonderful podcast leaders like uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and uh, take a look for us there. Uh, shout out to pond5.com for the opening and closing music and go on over to moviesbyminutes.com to see if your favorite movie is there. They've done like 150 of them so far. And uh, if your favorite one isn't there, consider doing it yourself because they're really a wonderful group of people that are doing all these things. And make sure to check out the Star Wars Minute because they started it all and they were wonderful people and, and very gracious in letting everybody else join in on this fantastic format. Uh, do you want to try a little end of line on three to uh, close it out? We could try it. <laughs> All right. We'll see what happens with lag. That's great. The lag makes it better. It's it's even better. <laughs> All right. One, One two, two, three. End of end line. End of line. <laughs>